Good morning. It's April 20th. It's another dim morning in New York, and this is your Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. The Oakland Athletics, formerly the Kansas City Athletics, formerly the Philadelphia Athletics, have a deal in place to move their baseball team to Las Vegas as of 2027, where they would join the NFL's former Oakland Raiders, formerly the Los Angeles Raiders, formerly before that, the Oakland Raiders again, and where, if the movies are to be believed, they will be joined in 2049 by the former android-killing bounty hunter Rick Deckard, played by Harrison Ford, seeking refuge from apocalyptic devastation. The Oakland A's are the authors of their own apocalyptic devastation, having long ago, in the hopes of extorting a new stadium from someone or other, or somewhere or other, abandoned the entire project of spending money on their baseball team, and then abandoned even the fallback project of trying to cleverly win baseball games without spending money, to simply put the cheapest and worst possible baseball team on the field, driving away all the fans, allowing baseball to declare Oakland an untenable place for the sport. Is Las Vegas a tenable place for the sport? Is it a post-apocalyptic hellscape? We'll find out, or we won't bother to pay enough attention to find out, but either way, the owners are going to get their money. Speaking of buying things to ruin them, the Times has a front page tech fix column about the end of the social media era as ever worsening monetization schemes and whatever it is that Elon Musk thinks he's doing at Twitter have ruined the idea of centralized, large scale social interaction online. It's all about tiny affinity groups now, like your Indignity Morning Podcast listener community. Two other front page stories in the Times address the question of international rivalries. Up top, there's India grows with a goal, take on China's economy. Soon to be number one in population, nation has young workforce, but big obstacles. But if China feels bad about being overtaken by India in population and possibly economic potential, there's always the nuclear program. A three-way nuclear rivalry upends U.S. strategy, the other headline says. As China aspires to be atomic superpower, Russia rebuilds. So here's the new three-way Cold War. Although, at least in this version of the Cold War, the Times notes... There is no evidence that China and Russia are working together on the weapons themselves or a coordinated nuclear strategy to confront their common adversary. So maybe we'll lay off the domino theory this time around. But while we're reanimating the zombies of the things that happened when the boomers were young, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. declared his presidential candidacy yesterday. The paranoid anti-vax activist delivered a rambling speech in Boston, complaining about being suppressed by social media, among many other things as the other Kennedys stayed away. And next door to that news in the paper is Biden summons big donors as 2024 campaign nears. Four bylines on nine paragraphs to report that top donors to President Biden have received a last-minute invitation to travel to Washington at the end of next week to see Mr. Biden as he gears up for a 2024 campaign. The event, which is not a fundraiser, is seen as an effort to rally donors before what is expected to be an expensive 2024 run. What are you rallying donors to do? if not raising funds from them? What indeed is a donor if the donor's not donating? Regardless, the Biden re-election campaign appears to be imminent. In completely unrelated news, the Senate Judiciary Committee is unable to initiate any investigations into Clarence Thomas's apparent financial misconduct, or even to advance the confirmations of any of Joe Biden's judicial nominees, because 89-year-old California Senator Dianne Feinstein has been sidelined by a severe attack of shingles on top of her ongoing mental incapacity to do her job, and Senate Republicans are refusing to allow Democrats 
to swap in someone else on the committee, despite a request from Feinstein or someone speaking on Feinstein's behalf to do that. Even if Democrats were to get Feinstein to resign and to avoid the spectacle of Feinstein then publicly saying she had no idea that she had resigned, Republicans say they would still simply refuse to allow a new senator to be seated on any committees either. That's our representative government, and that is today's news. Please support Indignity, subscribe, and send us money to keep us going, and we will talk again tomorrow. Thank you for listening.